spent years waiting to be chosen by people I didn't know. People who lived in New York and Los Angeles and had access to what I wanted most. A publishing contract. A big one. A multi-book deal with one of the five houses that mattered. It was 2010 and that was the respectable way to be a writer. At least that's what I thought back then. Self-publishing existed but was still in its infancy. Now a book is integrated with so many different types of media, podcasts, social media, online courses. The idea of a book is more complex than ever, but then it felt like just a book. The book was the product you were trying to build. And I played that game for years, but to play that game, a lot has to go your way. First, you have to have the talent. And maybe I did or maybe I didn't. It's hard to say. If I'm being honest, I definitely submitted projects that weren't ready. But there were others that were. But talent's only part of the equation. Did you have an audience? Back then, it could look like blog followers or people who came to hear you speak or a big company that you ran. Increasingly, as the decade progressed, it meant how many social media followers did you have? And how could you capitalize on any celebrity or organizational connections that carried weight? For people like me who just wanted to be writers without building online audiences, it meant you were facing an uphill battle, whether you had the talent or not. But a third element came into play as the decade went on. Publishers and agencies wanted books that pushed cultural and moral norms and advanced social issues that they cared about. The industry has always leaned left, but a new crop of agents and editors were working as open activists to change the kinds of stories that were being considered. And from what I could tell, the stories only served as vehicles for an agenda. And if your work did not fit that agenda sufficiently, they weren't interested, whether the story was any good or not. It was the rise of issue books, plots built around issues. Just go browse a bookstore and you'll see what I mean. It's most prevalent in young adult books, which is what I was trying to publish towards the end of the decade. It became clear that the industry was not looking for the kinds of books I was writing. They weren't looking for the kinds of messages I was writing about, and they weren't looking for people like me. And I don't blame them. They can do whatever they want. Although, ironically, they're racing to zero and won't exist in a few years, minus the few celebrity books that keep the lights on. But it's likely that multiple issues were at play with my work. I tried my luck with Christian publishers, but that didn't take either. One editor liked my book, but called my work Christian Light because the the message wasn't overt. I couldn't easily place my books on the shelf. And when you combine all of this with the reality that demand for reading and books is at an all-time low and trending down, you would find a writer who didn't know what to do with his library of work. But things are different now. Because of technology, there are no limits on how to tell your story or where to share your ideas. To be honest, I'm just now dipping into the modern world. I've never been interested in pushing for attention or likes or clicks. I still don't like or use social media, but there are an infinite ways to tell your story. A book doesn't just have to be printed. It doesn't have to have a cover and 200 pages. It can look however you want it to.
in many ways, this podcast is kind of a reservoir of my ideas. I don't know if there's any public interest at all. The way that I'm thinking about this podcast is as a content bank that I can draw from in the days to come. I like having a deep library of work and ideas, and I'm going to keep contributing to it. Songs, works in progress, full books, ideas based on current events. And I'm sure the podcast will evolve over time, but right now, this is a discipline that's forcing me to talk and put my ideas out in public, even if no one hears them. I'm not doing this for 35-year-old Craig Cunningham, but for 75-year-old Craig Cunningham. Because another 40 years of talking and sharing and working will open doors and make an impact. That's the hope. I'm just now learning how to speak out loud. And I know this podcast has some quirks. I'm not recording on great equipment and it's not the most polished production. I record right into my phone. But I hope you hear my heart behind my work and I hope you connect with the ideas. And I hope most of all, that you feel inspired and encouraged to go share the ideas that you have. It can look a lot of different ways. Because the world is different now. You don't need permission. You don't need to be chosen by strangers. You just need to work and share and repeat that formula in the service of your calling. It's always been about trying to tell a good story. It still is. It always will be.